Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. In this episode, my guest is an expert in B2B marketing. We talked about account-based marketing and the next generation on from that is account-based experience. Now, you all know that I have a real preference for customer experience and its impact on sales. So my guest really talks about how that has helped to change the way that we market and why it's so important to really base everything you do on the customer's journey. So you're going to love this episode. My next guest has a proven track record in website development, campaign management and lead generation. Her commitment and enthusiasm led her to specialise in account-based marketing, growth marketing, demand generation, sales and marketing alignment. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Leanne Chesco. Thanks for having me today. Well, it's been great to have you here. I really want to delve into your area of expertise, account-based marketing. Why is it that you say now more than ever is the best time to be in B2B marketing? I think it's just a really kind of exciting time. And I think the the role of the, the B2B marketer has changed so much as well over the years. And that's down to, you know, there's obviously lots of you know technologies out there in the marketplace that help us um, do our jobs better and be more efficient. But the key driver is really about how the, the B2B buying journey has changed. And this does apply to marketing teams and, and to sales teams as well. Most of that buyer journey is online and completely digitally. And the pandemic has absolutely, you know, accelerated that. So it's being able to spot, you know, who are those, um, what, what account should we be targeting and, and who should we be going after and how can we engage with those audiences more intelligently than ever? And there's lots of really cool tools out there to help you do that. So I think it's a really exciting time um, to be in B2B marketing and in sales. So how much does B2B marketing and the advancement of B2B marketing follow B2C marketing? What's the relationship between the two? So I think there's there's definitely um, some kind of good parts that um, B2C marketers have done in terms of, you know, engaging with their consumers. I think the types of technologies that they use are definitely different i think the the key differentiator is then in b2b marketing you are selling to accounts um and you've got that view and you've got multiple kind of buying committees as well b2c is more to like one individual and a lot of technologies were kind of set up to be tracking that individual and all of the engagement that they're doing with b2b marketing the types of technology that you're looking at and a smarter way to go to market is really about looking at it at that account level and applying that account lens because there's multiple people in a B2B buying committee. Um, so you need to be seeing everything that's happening at that account. So what are multiple people doing? You know, we wouldn't necessarily pass on a, a lead to one of our 
sales reps or our SDRs to follow up if just one person from an organization has downloaded a white paper, for example. But if there's lots of interactions and we can see lots of engagement within that account, then that would show, you know, that account is is, uh, is ready for some kind of sales outreach. In account-based um, marketing, there's been a real kind of drive and a preference for account-based marketing. Has the pandemic accelerated that? Or really, this is the way things have been going in, in B2B marketing for a while? Yeah, it's definitely been happening in some time. I mean, I've been at Demand Base, it'll be six years um, this summer, and I've definitely seen that... Um, that kind of evolution happening the pandemic as i mentioned earlier has completely accelerated that because we didn't have that face-to-face interaction so it's forced a lot of that or almost completely all of that buying to be done online because we don't have face-to-face in events we can't go into our kind of customers offices and meet them now that's definitely coming back and people back into the office um, but a lot of those kind of buying signals have been done digitally. So as a B2B marketer and, and also within a, within a sales role as well, you need to be able to see, you know, what are those types of buying signals um, and how can what are the types of things that my accounts and those people at those accounts really care about and getting all of that intelligence to be able to engage with those individuals intelligently at, at the right stage of the buying cycle as well. I think that's critical. Um, so getting kind of insight and using technology out there to really help you be able to seal those buying signals and really light up the way so that you can spot those kind of in-market opportunities earlier and you're able to progress them faster and ultimately hit your pipeline goals. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely the way that, uh, that B2B marketing is progressing. Okay, so explain to me how the advertising, marketing, sales and the analytics how all of these kind of work to best uh, together? Because you've mentioned about, you know, account-based marketing, there's all the different individuals and what you're doing is you're, you're measuring not one person, but several people that are interacting uh, with the supplier. So how does advertising, marketing, how do you know which bits, it's almost like all of these different pulleys, which bits of the marketing or the uh, advertising what's going to work when yeah and I think this is where account intelligence comes into it and I think it's about having um, a a kind of a technology or, or a platform to really help you get that view into um, into kind of one account so for many organizations today a lot of their data is siloed it's fragmented um, so marketing has, has one view of accounts and contacts, sales has another, and those teams are not working together. They're actually kind of rowing in opposite directions in a lot of organizations. So kind of at that starting point, um, by building that kind of account-based um, foundation where you can bring all of that information into one place so that you can see, firstly, you kind of start by saying, okay, what are the typical types of organizations that we sell into? So you build up your idle customer profile so marketing sales operations teams perhaps even finance teams have worked together to establish what does our idle customer profile look like once you have that in place then you can say okay what are the types of 
uh, you know, intense signals that um, companies would be researching to show us that they're in market. So what are the types of um, things that we would say for us at demand base, we would care about people that are researching account based sales or account based marketing, account based experience, go to market, those types of um, keywords and keywords that are related to our technology. And so you, you kind of build up this picture of saying, okay, I can, I've got my ideal customer profile. I can see that intent data and I can get that insight to see which of these accounts are showing all these different buying signals. Are they um, engaging with my content? Are they attending my events? Are they registering for my webinars, et cetera? And then you can use that advertising piece to understand what does that engagement look like with this group of accounts? Like I can see this is my target account list. Are they coming to our website? Um, I can see that they're perhaps showing intent around all of our keywords that are related to our products and services, but they're not coming to our website. Let's put those types of um, accounts into an advertising campaign um, to try and attract them back in and, and build up that engagement. Similarly, to kind of take that one level kind of further, I say, is when you start to think about segmenting your strategy and what's worked really well for us as a marketing organization is actually um, how we structure our advertising campaigns. And what we've seen work really well for us is all about bringing in this, the buyer journey into kind of everything that we do, not just at the advertising level, but how we approach our marketing campaigns and, and our and our sales outreach as well. Um, so we've gone through this exercise of mapping out all of our content to each of those different stages of the buyer journey. And then we structure our advertising campaigns in that same way. So we can say, okay, these accounts are at this stage of the buying journey. We know this type of content is suitable for that particular stage. Let's uh, build out a campaign for this particular group of accounts that are at this buying, uh, that are at this stage of the buying journey, and we can serve them advertising based in that way. So I think that's how um, that would be a kind of best practice way, and where advertising can help is like initially engaging those accounts that you know aren't coming to your website, um, and that way you're not you know wasting um, money on perhaps accounts that are already really really engaged with you. Um, or potentially aren't in market. So you, you don't want to waste your advertising budget on those accounts that aren't showing any of those um, buying signals, aren't um, engaged at all. It's not the right time to be focusing on those types of accounts for now. But as soon as you start to see those buying signals, then you can add you know, those accounts to, um, to an advertising campaign. So I think advertising you know, is, is a great way of um, you know, reaching those accounts, reaching that wider buying committee. As I said earlier, in B2B, there's, you know, could be up to, to 10 people, perhaps more that make up an average buying committee within any organization. So advertising is a great way of doing that as well. Um, and about getting your messaging there, you can also you know, segment it by industry. If you're selling into lots of different personas, you might want to layer on you know, intent data to say if a particular account is showing intent around this particular product, make sure we advertise you know, uh, that they're getting this type of advertising that's talking about this product might even be in an existing customer scenario if they're a customer of product A, but they're sharing intent around product B, so making sure that they're getting, you know, messaging around product B. Um, so, yeah, it can be really effective in initially just, you know, engaging those accounts, um, trying to engage with those buyers that, um, you know, might be anonymous um, to you right now. So they might be on your site, but they're not engaging. They're not getting to that form field stage yet so that they become known to you. So advertising can be a great way of, um, getting those to become known contacts, reaching that full buyer committee, 
and then just really making that outreach really personalised. I mean, it's really interesting. I really like what you say about how you're using advertising in order to, you know, create that awareness and then filtering it in. Um, that's really, really interesting. I'd like to ask you uh, about um, customer experience, how this is best practice in terms of the customer experience strategy and how you use that. Yeah, so we've we've um, kind of come up with this new phrase now in B2B marketing, what we talk about ABX or account-based experience. So it's that next evolution of account-based marketing. And it's really taking all of the best parts of account-based marketing and all of the best parts of customer experience. Um, and it's all of, it's merging the two together because we know that there's some, there's some great things that worked in account-based marketing and there were some things that didn't work, but having that kind of account-based experience um, part sort of brought into it to create this better experience essentially for, for your customers, for people that are engaging with you throughout that sales cycle. And it's essentially engaging people um, on their own terms when they want to be reached out to with information that's relevant to them. So going back to my earlier point about making sure that you're you're engaging with them throughout the different stages of the buying cycle, but you're giving them different information throughout that you know stage of the buying cycle at that kind of top stage, early kind of research phase, you know, types of content that you're going to um, serve to them is going to be very different when they're uh, you know, in a in an active opportunity with you, they're close to becoming a customer. It's more, um, you know, thought leadership type content, and then kind of building up that um, kind of brand um, experience, uh, becoming more of that kind of trusted advisor where you bring in more of like the um, analyst reports and research to kind of validate why your solution may be better than your competitors, and then you start to bring in customer case studies and, and uh, content like that. So, um, making sure that you're um, being able to get all of that insight and serving the relevant content at every stage of the buying cycle is where that customer experience element fits into ABM. So have you measured the difference in terms of the impact or success between account-based marketing and account-based experience? What Because you said there's some bits in the account-based marketing that wasn't working quite so efficiently and that's where the experience came in. What has been the impact of the next generation? Yeah, so kind of layering that on. I think it's that it's really about making that content a lot more like personalised and engaging them earlier in the buying cycle and um, using that kind of journey stage model throughout all of those different interactions, whether that's through with your marketing team or, or with your sales team, making sure that that experience that they have with your brand is better so we've seen things like velocity of the deals actually a lot quicker because you're engaging with them at a time when it's relevant. You're not reaching out perhaps too early in the sales cycle. Again, if it's just one person within an organization that's downloaded a white paper, not the right time to reach out. But if you can see kind of multiple people um, and build up that bigger picture, it's getting that more of a, an insight into like what are those multiple people doing? And I think having that kind of journey stage approach has been really effective. So what practical strategy would you offer listeners to enable their buyers to buy? Yeah, so I think it's just about um, ensuring that every experience they have with your brand is a really positive one, um, making it, it really easy for them to buy. Don't have any kind of you know barriers in place, making it easy for them to see a demo of your solution, perhaps offering them a free trial, 
um, even down to your website, making sure that it's you know easy to navigate, that there's clear call to actions. And I think just in terms of your messaging and how you approach that is really focusing it about what are the pain points uh, for that particular organization and really showing them that you know them and, and that you care about their organization and their particular pain points rather than making it about this is how great my my product is and um, how this shiny piece of tech is going to help. It's more about this is how we can help you overcome the challenges that we're having within within your organization. So making that outreach really personalized, I think it's going to be um, that would be my my tips. <laughs> I think it's interesting what you say about easy. Ease is really important because the the uh, journey has become more complex. The number of people involved in decision making is forever growing, um, and so ease. The easier you can make it is is the process, the experience is I think a, an, an important aspect. I yeah. covered this when I spoke in um, uh, a keynote I delivered last month on um, frictionless selling and how important it is to make it easy. One of the aspects that I was talking about was the ecosystem and how much it's changed post pandemic in that the way that buyers buy, they want to have a conversation and then they'll go off and they may do comparative research and demo others. Um, but when they come back, they want to come back into the conversation at the same level to get another piece of information. And, and companies are not as good. They often start them at the beginning again, very much like when we're on a call and someone transfers us and you have to tell them why you're on the call all over again. They don't they don't go back into where they want to be and they find that very frustrating. So having a system that's able to measure, as you say, with the the, the buyer or the customer journey, a system that's able to measure that this is where they are in the journey and not take them backwards. And this is what's relevant to them right now to move them on another stage. How important do you think that is? and Or how much do, do you think companies are not really getting that we're refining that aspect enough yeah and i think you know i've mentioned this we call it you know account intelligence at demand base i think that is that is key because you're able to get all of that insight from initially identifying like these are the accounts that are in market now they're showing all these buying signals and then how they're moving through each of those different journey stages so that you're making sure that each of those interactions that you're having with them is really relevant to where they are so that to your point, they can pick up that conversation so they're not taking them back to the beginning and they're not repeating it and just making that experience with your brand as best as it can be. And I think that's where sales and marketing can really come together as like one team and work together to make sure from a marketing standpoint that you're getting all of this account intelligence into the hands of your sales team as well. So I think from a sales standpoint, it's, you know, they spend so much time, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, maybe a quarter of their day doing pre-call research. They spend hours trying to, you know, prioritize accounts, etc. So if you can kind of have a solution and work with them to minimize that time so that we're saying, right, we're going to be able to help you spot those in-market opportunities earlier. We can give you all of this account intelligence to help you save time and prioritize the right accounts based on the engagement. I think that's key. And then working together as a team to come up with these account-based plays for each organization to say, okay, this is what we know about this company. This is what's really important to them. 
they're having these these are the types of engagements that we're seeing with them um and we can um you know if they take this kind of action then we should do this this should be like kind of the next uh thing that we should do or outreach as a team together so i think working together sharing all of that insight kind of having these plays um together can really help just you know engage them engage them better and again it's going back to that them having a good experience as a buyer as well why do you think there is a still a disconnect between marketing and sales often they they're not working well together and you you know you said that you know if these two organizations two two functions are able to work together then it's 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 within the customer interest they're not going to yeah. go backwards so why do you think that still we find organizations that haven't really connected the dots here so a lot of it is down to fragmentation of their data so and this is a reality for so many organizations a lot of companies that that we speak to where they have data sitting in lots of different places their systems are disconnected sales has one view of, of an account and their contacts marketing has another those two systems aren't talking to one another perhaps sometimes that alignment or that relationship between sales and marketing isn't great because Historically, some marketing teams may have been more focused on let's just fill the funnel with with as many leads as we can that perhaps aren't relevant or a good fit for our company. Um, spend all our budget and time trying to you know advertise to those to those types of accounts and engage with those types of accounts, but they're just not the right fit. Sales doesn't follow them up because they're not a right fit. They don't want to waste their time, but it's caused this kind of disconnect. So I think that also sort of plays a part. So I think that bringing together kind of one system or kind of one view of the account to have that you know one data set one customer journey is is key to get all of that insight everything's in one uh, place and they're essentially acting as one team so talking about acting as one team let's talk a bit about diversity and what your your view is and, and as to whether the b2b industry has progressed enough i know in marketing they're often further ahead in terms of the the makeup and diversity of the marketing teams and sales is kind of lagging behind but what has been your experience yeah so i think what we're seeing and just speaking from my kind of experience of we're seeing you know definitely more women in um in leadership roles as well that's definitely improved over the over the, the years um there's definitely some way to go i think for us as a, at demand base um just you know diversity and inclusionness um inclusiveness is a huge um goal for us and one of our main focuses as an organization i think one of the key things um to really help make that change is we have this is one of our company um OKRs so one of our like uh company objectives that we're measured on i think that's really key to making a change and actually showing you that you can say that our you know we care about uh you know diversity within our organization but actually if you're taking action and you're making it something that's measurable and something that you're measured on as a company then um you know you're kind of I suppose taking more seriously and you're showing that you're you know serious about it and you're actually putting programs in place and goals to and things that you can kind of measure on I think that's really key as well um so I think yeah definitely having it as a as a company objective of you know whatever those ways are that you need to improve that within your organization will definitely help so there's definitely been more improvements there's more like women in sales type um 
organizations that are out there women in uh, there's lots of women in technology there's lots of other support groups that we see out there which is great and we want to kind of encourage more of that so yeah there's definitely been an improvement for sure but there's there's still a way to go talking about um women who is your hero or shero my shero would be probably the queen um i'm quite a big fan of the royal family and i think she's just somebody that's been an amazing leader you know we look back in history that was somebody that was never meant to be in that kind of a role um but she's become one of the most you know iconic leaders of our time she's lived or outlived lots of other presidents and she's been the longest reigning monarch in British history and I just think the way that she conducts herself and just her commitment to service is something to be admired. How can listeners get hold of you? So uh, you can reach me via LinkedIn. Uh, my email address is lchesco at demandbase.com um, if you wanted to talk more about any uh, account-based experience best practices. Brilliant. It's been a great honour. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights and and knowledge, Leanne. Um, I've loved having you on. So thank you for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast, Leanne Chesco. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.